Hey, 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 it's Pastor Mike. If you love what we do at Time of Grace, speaking biblical truth into everyday issues, then you are going to love the podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth, by my friend and brother in Jesus, C.L. Whiteside. C.L. is a high school educator and a coach who isn't afraid to take on tough topics, but always through the lens of God's Word. Just search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Wow, can you believe it is about to be another new year again? I don't know about you, but this last year has just blown by in a blur of craziness for me. Maybe as we're about to turn the calendar page to another new year, you're reflecting on your life and thinking, I need to make a few changes. If that's the case, you're not alone. Right around half of all Americans make New Year's resolutions. In fact, Recently, it was reported that somewhere around 150 million Americans do Google searches for New Year's resolutions. Things like how to exercise better and lose some weight and how to learn a new language or even how to brand yourself are some of the most popular. Here's the sad part, though. 92% of Americans, 130 million people, fail with their New Year's resolutions. And even worse, 80% don't even make it to the second week of February. We all want to make these changes for our lives, but we're all failing to do it. You want to know why? It's actually very simple. It's because of sin. We all know that we need to make these changes in our lives because deep down inside, we know I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I have bad habits. I have things that I need to change and improve because deep down inside, we have to be honest and know I fall short of God's glory and perfection. And so here we are, needing all these changes to make, these improvements for our lives, knowing we want to do something and yet we fail. The reason for that's the same. It's sin. The devil wants to tempt you to be lazy, to fall back into some of your bad habits, to repeat some of those pet sins in your life. Not to improve, to to not do things for God's glory. Well, don't worry. As, As you're about to start a new year, don't begin with doom and gloom. You can begin with hope and with joy. You see, as you start this new year, don't focus most of all on changes for you. Focus on the change that God has made. All your mistakes All your sins from this last year, from previous years, all those have been forgiven. They've been completely erased, washed away in the blood of Christ. God has changed you. He's changed your status from sinner to saint in his sight. He's changed your destination from hell to heaven. And that's all yours through faith in Jesus. As you're about to begin this new year, begin the year with joy knowing the change that God has brought about in your life. And later this week, we'll talk more about some of the changes we can make in our own lives of faith. I'll never forget the moment. It was about 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve. We had just finished a New Year's Eve service. And Ivan walked out of church beaming with joy. Pastor, he said, I did it. I was a little confused. Ivan, what did you do? He said, I did it. I finally finished today. I finished reading the entire Bible in one year. 
He was so proud and I was so proud of him. Maybe that's a, a resolution that you've tried before, to read your Bible more regularly. I suspect if you've tried that, maybe it hasn't gone so well before. That's okay. A lot of us don't read God's Word as much as we want to. But as we start a new year, let's figure out some ways that we can be more regular in God's Word. I have a couple tips for you. First of all, don't overshoot your goals. Be realistic. It might sound good that you want to read the Bible for an hour every day, but that may not be realistic. Try maybe 20 minutes, 10 minutes when you wake up or at lunch, 10 minutes before you go to bed. Did you know that like Ivan, you can read the entire Bible in one year, just 20 or 30 minutes a day? Here's another tip for you. Maybe try some technology. If you're watching this video, you know something about technology. There are a lot of websites or apps for devices, tablets, phones, where you can read your Bible on the go, take some notes on your phone, maybe even listen to it on the go in, in the car or the bus or the subway as you're exercising or working out. Here's another tip. As you read the Bible, always look for Jesus. The more you connect to the cross, the more you realize that every page, every story, every verse somehow connects to God's salvation plan, the more the Bible is going to make sense to you. And finally, try this. Just trust. Trust that God is going to bless it. As you make a resolution to read the Bible more regularly this year, know God says His Word does not return to Him empty. It always achieves his purposes. God will bless your efforts. You will grow in faith as you read the word more regularly this year. Lately, we've been having some bedtime issues with my kids at home. They've made the bad habit of coming up at about nine o'clock at night and in the sweetest, most irresistible voice saying, Daddy, can we please have some cookies and milk? Now, first of all, my thought is, no, are you out of your mind? You should have been in bed 30 minutes ago and you just brushed your teeth. But of course, too often, Daddy caves in and they finish their night with a milk mustache and a mouthful of mushy Oreos. Now, why in all of the world would my kids ask for something so foolish? Why would they be so bold as to ask for that after bedtime too? Why would they be so confident that their daddy would cave in to their craziest cookie wishes? Well, it's really very simple. They're my dear children and they know I love them. As we look to make some changes for this new year and some improvements in our lives, how about this for a resolution? Be more regular in your prayer life. Because you are God's own dear child, you can boldly and confidently go to your Heavenly Father with every request. And so here's some tips for a more regular prayer life this year. First of all, don't wait to the end. So many of us want to sneak in our prayers right before we fall asleep, but we get busy and we get tired and we forget or we fall asleep. Spread your prayers throughout the day. Maybe two or three minutes here and there when you wake up, before meals, before bed, on your lunch break, 
How about as you're getting ready or showering in the morning or when you're driving to work? Those are great times to clear your mind and pray. Or like I said yesterday about reading the Bible, maybe you could use some technology. Set some alarms to remind you it's prayer time. Take some notes about things you want to pray for or people you want to pray for. Or how about this? Could you use a social media platform like Facebook, for example, and use your friends list or your phone address book as your prayer list? Pray for those friends and family members. Pray for your neighbors, your coworkers. Please pray for our government. Pray for your enemies. Our God has made a resolution to love you, to make you his own dear child. And so now with all boldness and confidence, you can resolve this year to pray to your heavenly Father. His arms and his ears are wide open. I shared on Monday that over 150 million Americans search Google every year for New Year's resolutions. But have you ever noticed what, by and large, most of these have in common? Almost all of them have to do with me. How can I lose weight? How can I exercise more? How can I improve myself? Now, don't get me wrong. It's great to make personal improvements, to grow as a person, to grow in your faith. Those are, those are good things. But how about this for a radical resolution this year? How can I put others first? I don't think that's something people search Google for or ask Siri about. Hey Siri, how can I be last? That doesn't jive in a competitive world where people seek to be first and best and gain glory and money and fame. But even though that's not very Google-pleasing, that is very God-pleasing. Remember what Jesus taught us, that the first will be last and those who are humbly last will be the first. Remember what Jesus himself did. He tells us that he came not to be served, but to serve. Simply put, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So how about this? If you're going to make some changes and improvements this year and show love toward yourself, how about you also help others do the same? Who can you call or email or text that you haven't talked to in a while? to remind them that, that you love them, that you're thinking about them and praying for them? How can you find some extra time in your life to show love to those who need a little bit of help, where you can reflect Christ's love to them? Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, the Bible says. Now we can love because he first loved us. This year, as you make some changes and improvements, don't forget this one. Love others the way Christ has loved us. Of all the New Year's resolutions that people make, maybe obviously the most common one is how to lose some weight. That stretch for Americans between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, it is a real doozy on the waistline and the calorie counter. So let's say that you're going to start the new year and want to lose some weight. And hypothetically, I may or may not want to do that myself. Now let's say in my weight loss plan, I'm just going to go on eating all the junk food I've been having, the, the fast food, the late night snacks, the, the chips, the soda. And in fact, 
I'm going to stay away from anything that's healthy or good for me. And, and to make it even better in my plan, I'm going to stay away from anyone that would encourage me or support me in my health growth. You would probably laugh me right off the internet if that was my plan because you know the only growing I would be doing is sideways. Now, if that is obviously foolish, even silly, why is it that so often we convince ourselves we can have an unhealthy spiritual diet? I have met so many people in my life who think that they should just worship God at home, that they're going to stay alone by themselves and, and maybe even use these videos as their worship time. You absolutely can do that. You worship God at home. You worship God in your devotional time. But there is so much junk food out there. God wants to give you even more. He wants to serve you with the finest foods. He wants you to feast on his word, to be filled up with the good news of the gospel. And here's the best thing. When you join others at church in worship, you have a built-in support network to encourage you. The Bible says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let's encourage each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. As we wait for Jesus to return, let's encourage each other to be regular in our public worship together. As we look to make some changes in this new year, let's focus on the change that God has made in our lives. And then let's see this year how we can be regular in his word, regular in prayer, regular in worship, and constant in loving one another. That will make for a flourishing faith and a very happy new year.